Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In one of my conversations with J.L. Cormac Bain, she expressed herself like this. For 17 years, I drove into work backwards. My body was going forward, but my spirit and soul were going back home. I figured just that one sentence was enough to create an entire podcast. But I also know that JL Cora offers the solutions and the programs to actually make the changes that you're looking to do, especially when it comes to your health and to your mindset. She's got an ebook called 30 Day 180, and she's just accomplished the road to 50. So she is incredibly passionate and has had very similar results for herself, but not only for her clients. So welcome to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang, the podcast brought to you by Extension Marketing. And of course, as always, please check out extensionmarketing.com if you're looking for any information and they've got that free consultation. And before we get started, I'm going to remind you because it's been great to see the process and the growth of this podcast, but please be sure to subscribe and like and share, which I am realizing after one year now of doing the podcast, it is essential to be able to get that going. So appreciate all of the support. JL, great to see you. Thanks for having me. We're dressed. Usually we're not dressed like this. (laughs) We're usually sweaty and gross when we see each other. That's what I say to my clients when I see them outside the gym. I go, oh my God, I didn't recognize you with clothes on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) A little makeup, a little hair. Lip gloss. Um, Yes. And we're good to go. And it's interesting because I met you probably in like part two of your life. As I'm realizing, right? And we actually met on the set of CTV Morning Live, and we did a number of segments over the years, and I kind of always knew you as kind of Henry Burris had brought you in because he had done some training with you, and that was really kind of a very different part of your life than where you began. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, the journey started 17 years ago when I applied. Actually, it started when I wanted to become a police officer, right? And knew that I wanted to help people, knew that I wanted to, um, you know, build that exterior outside, like as like I was telling you earlier, because my inside was so, um, so I was very insecure as a young girl. And so I figured the best way to do it is to put that bulletproof vest on the Sam Brown loaded up with the baton and all that. So I got into the police force. That's where it started for me. I had no idea. I just knew you had a history in the federal government and that you had been training for a number of years. But when you mentioned that you were also a cop, and then it goes, okay, there's a story. Yeah. (laughs) There's a definite story. So were you always athletic, eager, even as a kid, like always the sporty type? Always the sporty type. It was something that really came easy to me. It was Mm -hmm. the one thing that I could do, and I knew I could do it, right, because it only depended on me. And I had so much control over me. I didn't have control over anything else except for me and my environment. Mm-hmm. So I tacked everything and anything I could sink myself into. I was a synchronized swimmer for five years. Wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go swim from the country in Quebec City. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. How, okay, how long can you still hold your breath for? Can uh, you still hold you it? No, I haven't <laughs> tried that in a very long time. Hello. I, yeah. I find that's an incredibly difficult sport. Yeah. My mom was a synchro elite uh, swimmer in Quebec City mm-hmm. out of that um, pool. So she inspired. That's a big pool. That's it is like a big the, pool. That's 
That's the pooling candidate to turn yeah. out from if that's where if and Jojo, Ca- yeah. Jojo Carrier was our coach and I learned so much from them. I guess I had something and I remember Jojo telling my mom, you got to bring her, you got to bring her, this kid's got something. And then I, I started um, getting anxiety and I, they would ask me to do videos for TV stuff and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle the, the pressure and the anxiety. So um, I, it was crippling me. So I realized at a very young age that I also was dealing with anxiety, which many kids do today. Mm-hmm. Many people do, but I didn't know what I had, nor did my mom know what, what was wrong with me. Why? You Why? were excelling at everything else. And yet at there was tasks. things exactly that would stop me. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't go forward, nor did our parents at that time have the knowledge that we have today to be able to give us the tools and the mechanisms to get over those hurdles. Mm-hmm. So I can well imagine how much further I could have gone had somebody been able to say, she's got anxiety. Here's how we're going to deal with it. Right. Do you regret that? No, it was, it was definitely, I wasn't supposed to go down that road. Mm -hmm. I can't, you can't look back at what, what road you traveled. It's just the way it it goes, right? You know, you were a young girl then you're incredibly active, athletic, doing synchro. At what age then did you stop doing synchro? I was going into grade seven high school, which meant that I had to change, um, places mm-hmm. I used to walk to the pool from my elementary school like through the field it's just that's where the Y was mm-hmm. so I would go there swim wait till seven o'clock at night for my dad to come pick me up sometimes he'd forget <laughs> he'd be out working in the bar drinking after work and we'd be waiting at the pool it was just part of our life we'd get home at eight thirty at night most people don't quite say it's just part of life when you're sitting was, there I never, waiting for your dad to show up because he's at the bar drinking. I he, don't think I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, no. So I don't think I realized then what was happening. I just, it was just, we would wait. I never, you know, mentally thought he's sitting at the bar drinking. I, I thought daddy was working. And it was only until later you grow up and you look back and you go, oh yeah, that's where you were. Because you, you recognize things. And um, then I went to high school and then went into um, organized sports because I loved, I went in, I was in everything, like in everything. There was an award that they give you when you graduate from high school and it was to get your wings. And it's, you know, those, you put them on your mm-hmm. coat, like they're varsity things. Like and, Top Gun? Yeah. And I remember looking, I was in grade seven and I was, there was a, a, a huge assembly and they were saying, if you get X amount of points per year, it's added up. And over the six years of the five years, when you graduate, we'll see if you've got enough wings, enough points to get your wings. I knew that the wings was going to be what I got. And by Jesus, I got my wings. <laughs> so that was pretty much signing up for every sport, being every on sport. every team. And then you had to write down at the end of the year and bring it to the gymnasium, to the, to the, to the, to the teachers and say, okay, here are my points this year. Make sure to put that in the book. Jail, have you met my daughter? Have you met Andy, my <laughs> no, oldest daughter? Um, okay. So she is like you right now, except she is signing up for sports that she's never played before. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's field she's hockey. Like, yeah. She's like, mom, she goes, I want to, I want to do every, I want to try everything. Yeah. She signed up for the hockey team. And I'm like, sweetie, you can't, you've never played hockey. You don't even have hockey skates, nor do you have equipment. And I'm like, so you need to take your name off of the sign-up sheet. No, mom. Because, you know, it's just one of those, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and I love that. But it's something when you see that, right, that there's this, there's this 
like prize or something at the yeah. end. You, you set your sights on it. And that's what kept me focused. But it also kept me busy. It also kept me in shape. And I was very, I remember everybody knew me as the salad girl in high school. People would come back to my house so I could make, remember back then, all we had was, I mean, I'm older than you, but not much. Iceberg lettuce, that's all we had. And I used to put mazola oil yeah. and uh, aromat. It's like the highest in MSG. They took it off the market. Aromat seasoning salt. Okay. And mazola oil on iceberg. People and came back to your house for salads. Yes. See, no one came to my house because I had nothing good. Well, like, I, 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 I was always the kid that went to my other friend's house because they had junk food. There was yeah. no junk food in my house growing up. And yeah. so no one came to my house because they knew that they weren't going to find the, the, and the food. And I would make... But people went to your house for yep, salads. I give them credit iceberg for iceberg salads yeah. and lemon. But I used to also make carrot sandwiches in a meat grinder, Leanne. I used to take carrots, put it in the meat grinder, put in mayonnaise. And all, all we had back then was white bread. And I used to pile. Well, what do you think would happen to my bread by the time lunch came around? There was so much moisture in the carrots that I would be eating like soggy bread and and carrots. But you had a, an interest back then of trying and healthy, healthy yeah, eating. Very, I mean, the yeah. fact that you had white bread in your house. We won't we'll skip over that. But your parents, I'm assuming. They didn't have brown bread. There was not. Or if they did, my mom didn't buy because it, it was too expensive. So it was always about... Saving money, right? Obviously. She was raising three kids alone at one point. Was it a happy childhood? It Was it... Uh, so you know what? I was very... Because uh, she worked a lot to support the three of us. At this point, they're divorced. They divorced when I was 10. And uh, we lived in an apartment. I never had my own room. My sister had her room. My brother slept in something that looked like a room, but it was really a pass-through. And I slept with my mom in her room. And she worked full-time to support three kids because he barely gave her any money. Back then, you know, they, the, the lawyers and the courts is not as it is today. There's no... She, I think he was giving her 200 bucks a month. So she had to work. So she was never home. So I remember spending a lot of time alone and being, um, I, I feel like it was like I, I now can say I was very lonely. And so I was always trying to find something to do. I was very lonely. I remember that. Did you find the companionship in your teammates? Did yes. Did you find that? I was always gone on, uh, we'd go to e uh, the Eastern Quebec Regional School Board, we'd go to basketball tournaments to go away, and I was always gone for those. I got involved in everything. And I had a pretty good uh, group of girlfriends. Um, my anxiety continued with me into high school, where I couldn't sleep over at anybody's home because... I was left alone once at nighttime in the in my home, and I couldn't fall asleep. And I was I started having an, another anxiety attack, and I didn't know what it was. I just I couldn't breathe, I couldn't sleep. But I was alone in this big house. It was so dark. We're on the side of a mountain, and um, I remember um, I called my mom because at this point, the matrimonial home when they got divorced, my dad said, "Who do you want to live with, your mom or me?" Well, he was in my home. So I, I chose to live with him. So I remember calling my mom at night and saying, I can't sleep and I'm alone and I'm afraid. And and so for about six or seven years after that, I was only 10, I could never sleep at anybody's home because I was afraid of not being able to fall asleep. So my girlfriends knew this and they would get together and say, come on, we're going to stay up all night with you. We really want you to sleep over. So I remember going over one night and two of my girlfriends stayed awake all night, and uh, obviously I fell asleep. Eventually you fall asleep. And then... these I mean, it's interesting the memories that you have of yep. that, that are so significant and that you can recall as to how it shaped 
the person that Absolutely. you are. And I think when you talk about these relationship and you're getting through high school, the choice to go into police work, the protective yeah. aspect, was it to help people? Was it to protect? Was it to... Um, so I became very passionate about being the... Um, I was uh, always the voice for the people that were being bullied. I had a real issue with uh, always standing up for the underdog. And my my mother had been not very nicely treated by my father. No fault of his own. It's how he he grew up in a very um, not positive environment as as a as a child. So you you do what you do. You you know what you know, and you do the best that you can do. And I saw her not being very nicely treated, which made me grow up to be. I mean, my nickname Leanne was Tank. My father called me Tank because I was. I was a tomboy, and you are never going to bully me. I would think that, but wouldn't tell him that because I was afraid of him. Um, and I grew up wanting to be the voice for, for women and wanting to protect and wanting to never have that happen to me. So I thought, I want to protect women, so I'm going to build the outside, like I said at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a police officer. I am going to be a police officer. I'm gonna I'm gonna build the outside, and nobody's gonna know that I'm I'm really I'm I'm really insecure. And then I got it. I went after everything I got, and I realized, holy, this is not how I want to help women. There was a lot of you can't just leave the domestics with them. You need to you, you, you kind of have to you were separate working yourself. with domestic. I, those were the cases where I shined. I remember going into homes. They were the most dangerous ones, too. And I wanted to, like, I would talk to these women. And, you know, I remember my coach with, with you know, like, you're getting a little bit too too close. And then I realized uh, this is so, I, you don't only have to worry about being charged by a, a member of the public, but your own peers. It was very a different environment, too too stressful and it really wasn't how I wanted to do it plus there's rules and regulations and everybody knows me and knows that I'm a rule breaker <laughs> I like to break the rules I if I can go right and going right is going to get me to go to where I got to go faster I'm going to go right but the rules say you got to go left no way man I'm going right you know that I was a rule breaker I'm known as a rule breaker. As a cop, I'm sure that didn't that bode well. go over well. No. So then there, I heard there was an opportunity for working at the Hulk Casino. And they wanted somebody completely outside the box, unrelated from Loto Québec. Loto Québec are the ones that mm -hmm. put this on. And I was hired immediately with my policing background. Day job. I still hadn't started having children. I grabbed it. Director of security for the Hull Casino left the Hull Casino after five years of me being there, went to the House of Commons. He came and got me from the Hull Casino and said, I need you to implement our security system. Who, who came to get you? The director of security for then the Hull Casino. He became the director of security for the House of Commons. Okay. So he came and got me and said, I need you to come here. And So that's where you ended up? That's where I ended up for the... 17. Seven, no, it was 11 years at the House of Commons, five at Le Casino de Hall. What happens after that many years of going, as you mentioned off the top, you're driving forward in a vehicle one way, but you're leaving yourself behind. So were you still working out? Were you still yeah, active? Yeah, that was like, the only time a day. So I have to say what I started having children and then... How many I, children do you have? I have two boys, a 20 and a... 15 year old and 
I was so caught up in having children and surviving this uh, eight to five or eight to four job that um, I I began to realize that there was something else that I needed to be doing. And the only thing that made sense to me in terms of explaining how I felt when I went into that job every day was I was the lead role in a movie, in the, in the movie of my life, but it was the wrong movie. I was not supposed to be doing that. And I couldn't, I felt like an imposter going in. I felt like, what am I doing here? But I, but I would have my 70 year old mother saying, Oh my God, Joe, you've got a job for life. The federal government, it's, you're so lucky. It's security. And I, every time she'd say that to me, I'd go, but why am I so unhappy? And I would drive into work. I'd be calling my girlfriend, this is after about six, seven, eight years, and I'd be crying going, I, I just, the only time of day that I'm happy is when I'm at the gym. They had a gym for us that we'd go to. The only time of day I was happy was when I was at the gym because I felt like that's where I was supposed to be. I just, I wasn't thinking outside, outside of anything else. It was like, my God, I'm so comfortable here. This is where I need to be. And every time I'd go back to the office, I'd be like going to meetings and I would feel I'd take a glass of water to the meetings and I'd put it on the table and I would, wouldn't even touch the water. I had heard that energy, negative energy and goes into the water and to not drink and just dump the water when you leave the room. And I knew that I was in trouble when the only time I was happy was when I was at the gym or when I was talking about healthy foods and eating and working out. Did you do you get a sense, especially from the clients that you have now, that there are a lot of people that are in this exact predicament on a, on a daily basis? They're, they're driving in one way and leaving themselves but, behind. But, you know, like I can understand because I was fearful. I'm going, who am I? This is what you do. You find a job. You make X amount of dollars. I was making really good money. I was working 35 hours a week. Who am I to with complain? With a government pension. With, with, a, a, with a government, right. Yes, but I have to say that I would go to hockey games on the weekend to see my kids play. Leanne, I'd be sitting there and I'd, I'd be watching the puck go from side to side. But my God, I wasn't there. I was back at work thinking about what had happened, um, what, what went wrong, what went right, what I have to do next week. And because it wasn't work that I, that I was, one, passionate about or even good at, I, the, I think the only way I, I managed to keep that job for 11 years is because I'm a go-getter. And goddamn, if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to find somebody that's going to help me to do it, and I'm going to get it done. And I'm a dog, like a dog on a bone. I'll get, I got, got the work done. But it went, it was, it was so far removed from what my purpose was. And I didn't even realize what my purpose was. I just knew that it wasn't there. <laughs> does that make sense? Oh, absolutely makes sense. But what does it take to find that? purpose I mean what does it take I mean I know for me what it took to be able to have the courage to say I've got to jump off of this I got hit by a brick every once in a while where there were those were little nudges hello and then I hit a wall I'm talking when those things are happening <laughs> it's it's um being sick getting sick more often than you um uh, anxiety ridden, not being able to sleep, um, having, I used to call them the mully grubs on Sunday where I would start, I would start obsessing about having to go back to work Monday, Saturday night. And then all day Sunday, I, 
the blues, but I nicknamed it the Mully Grubs. And I would be like, oh my God, I got to go back. Oh, I got to go back. I got to go back. Okay. 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 And then I would drive into work backwards. My spirit, my soul, the car was moving forward, but no part of my being um, wanted to go there and, and knew beyond the shadow of a doubt. I just knew inside of me that there was something else I needed to do, but I couldn't figure out what that was. Where did you find that? Like, um, then the anvil hit. Um, I got really knocked. What's uh, the anvil? The anvil, like oh, you know, I said okay. the brick, okay. the wall, the, okay, the yeah, anvil. You've had a brick, you've had a wall. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Clearly, she's not yeah. getting it. She's not getting it. She's not gonna. We're gonna throw an anvil at her now. And then I went, okay, I got it, I got it. And I spoke to my husband. And what was that? What was? Uh, it was just stuff at work. Okay. Right. It's just. More. It wasn't one critical no. mass. Like no, no. It was just. Like I was, I was riddled. I remember going to bed at 8 o'clock because you know how anxiety and stress have so so much more of a bigger impact on your body. Mm -hmm. And uh, people who see me today, like actually, I was talking to a girl from work today. She goes, JL. She goes, I have to tell you, you look, you look amazing because I'm happy. I'm not swimming against the currents of life. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when you're no longer swimming against the current, things flow. And Leanne, seven years, things have been flowing. I don't have to work at it. Okay, so let's go. Because I, I this these seven years now, or I think what a lot of people are going to take out of this is the, the process, the how. So what happens? You, you left. This, la- this last anvil, right? So you talk I to leave. your husband. You talk to your husband and yep. you say. I, I have got to do something else. He goes, I, I agree with you. Let's, let's. So they gave me, like, I, I had a lot of money uh, that I had. They did like the, the math there, one salary for 11 months or whatever. So I got some money and I thought I can invest that. And I remember I went down into my basement and I thought, okay, you like to work out. Mm-hmm. Do you actually think you like it enough that you can train people? Or is it just because you like to work out? So I had to kind of like look at that going, okay, am I going to like working, making people work out? Or is it because like I had to figure that one out? And I said to myself, the only way I'm going to figure it out is if I just launch and learn. And everything I've ever done, Leanne, and every of the videos for my Road to 50, I always say, you know what? I don't know how to do this. I don't know where I'm going or how it's, but I'm just going to launch and learn. And everything I've ever, people always say, JL, did you prepare? No, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to wing this. I'm just going to go with being natural. I'm just going to launch and learn. And everything I've done, because I'm right where I'm supposed to be, has been really easy um so built the built the gym in the house in the house in the basement we gutted the basement i have about 900 square feet you don't need much space to work somebody out right Mm -hmm. it's not the duration but it's the intensity and um it became so much more than working people out like my logo was created on a beach with my best friend who owns a production company here in ottawa hyperactive and uh we came up with that logo. We threw out words on a napkin. And we, we, we drove down, my husband, my two boys, they t- uh, in Hollywood Beach. You know, like those little low, those low riders to the ground? Because it's just boardwalk. Boys mm-hmm. took off on these little dune buggies, if you will. The three of us, my best friend, my husband, and I sat at a table. We drank Corona. And we took napkins. And we drew um, names, words. I said, energy and inspiration are all words that mean something to me. And he sent all those words and what we drew on a napkin, he took pictures of them. He sent them back to his office 
And he goes, her birthday's on Friday. I think it was my 43rd. And he goes, create a logo for her. Well, that guy that did that logo based on words, JL Core Energy Studio was born, has no idea how that logo now with my philosophy and what I know for sure, that logo is the most perfect logo for me. Like the the four circles around the middle, which is the JL. If you look at the JL and you go in on the on the left-hand side of the J, what you put into life, you get out and you come right back out the bottom. Like I know you guys can't see me. Here I am trying to, or maybe, are we videoing right now? Well, some people are watching on video. Most people are listening, yeah. So, so what you, you go put check in, YouTube. you yes. get out. Yeah. And then I've got the four colored logos. And I mean, you know, they're the links of life, I call them today. And so then that, then that launched JL Core. I just I hit the ground running a year after I took, okay, so yoga certifications. Um, I took seven months of a yoga certification, best thing I ever did, just half a yoga, just to feel it to calm me, because I was like wound tight, right? And I remember graduating from that yoga certification on the day I graduated, I said, there is no way I am going to be walking around on my tiptoes. I'm not saying that people I I just don't see myself teaching namaste you know there's not one part of me right now jail that could, like the whole yoga thing with you <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a yogi jumping nope. up and down kind of going you know like I don't see it's that not, it's not but I, I understand that there was the the information and the education and the process that you got from it yep. helped you create new programs that yep. you implemented but but I didn't know there's at the no time. Zen Man, with you. No, there was no Zen. Energy JL Core Energy Studio. <laughs> but um, I, I I enjoyed that seven months, and I still have um, lots of friends from that environment, and we still keep in touch. But I needed to go through that, and needed to realize that I didn't know what I I didn't know that I knew that I was going to be a trainer, but I also wanted to have that aspect of of calming me. And then I thought there is no way I am going to be teaching this and then realized, oh my God, somebody came in and gave a speech. And I went, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to teach athletes. I would love to teach athletes movement, mobility, and flexibility and strength. And then that led me to, I remember I was in a gym, this to give you an instance, uh, uh, an idea of how I operate. I was in the gym training a client and um, uh, an athletic gym where they train athletes. They, they had let me start training my clients while my gym in my home was being finished. Okay. Context. I saw a woman walk in with a set of yoga tuna balls. I didn't know. I just saw balls in a tote bag. I saw her go into the back room and I'm looking at her. I see her going in with the physiotherapist because the gym was attached to a physiotherapy center. I finished training my client. I ran to the back room I opened the door because I knew I, I had seen her before. I had met her and I knew the physiotherapist. I said, what's, uh, what's going on here? And she says, oh, I'm just showing, you know, this modality. It's called yoga tune-up. It's from California. And I went, can I sit in the corner? And she said, yeah, because I, I just had this vibration that, that was the, there was a link there that I needed to explore. I sat in the corner and uh, her and I talk about it today. And she goes, JL, you just like walked right in there. I said, yeah. And thank you for letting me, because if I hadn't, I wouldn't have realized I, I needed to see that. And then I began a journey of traveling. I put, I probably put cl- close to twelve thousand dollars in in education within eight months 
of of learning that modality. I went to California. I tried. Did you know that this was going to be this modality way of working with the athletes? And, I knew and that getting... it was going to be a huge part of my official release that would help mm-hmm. for sure the athletes. But yoga tune-up is so much more than just the, the, the balls. I learned so many other things. The, we had to write an exam. It was like, it was crazy. The, uh, you had to learn everything about anatomy. It's like, I was like, it was, it was a lot of information. So that is what led me to, um, I started working with hockey players. I'd sat, I'd sat, sat in on a couple of sessions with one of the, I don't know, Mark Laham. He's a, mm-hmm. a, a yoga teacher. Uh, he was teaching, he was sitting, he was sitting into a, uh, an athletic yoga session. He goes, come watch JL. So at 8.30 at night, I'd go and I'd watch. And then I started taking over those classes. And then um, the Ottawa 67s were working out of the gym. And I started working with the Ottawa 67s. And the trainers were really seeing that the the guys, um, because I'm, I don't take, any flack from anybody and they knew because athletes can be they're a little you are a fireball i'm yeah. sure those yeah. 17 16 year old players yeah. were scared shitless <laughs> of you jail well they knew that uh, i was yeah. in control yes. the minute that they see that oh we can we can have fun with this one yeah or we can you know no. clown around there was, there no, was with you. no there was no and and so the trainers saw that so they said okay well she's clearly uh got control of these guys and then uh, I worked with the 67s for like four years. And then they started talking about an expansion team for the Ottawa Red Blocks. And then I thought, oh, my God, what a goal that would be to try and see if I can work with the football players. Put together a, a letter, um, proposal, sent it to uh, um, Fudge, what's his name? Um, Jeff Hunt. Jeff Hunt. Okay. Uh, sent it to Jeff Hunt. He goes, I am going to... Uh, he CC'd me, his um, his uh, head performance coach, mm-hmm. who had just been hired from California to come in, Kyle Thorne. He goes, I don't know where he's landed in the process, but they are looking for somebody to come in. I get contacted, and there's seven or eight teachers that are being interviewed, and he says he's coming to my studio. I get, oh, my God, he's coming to the studio. Oh, my God. So we sit down. I put him through an hour and a half he was with me. And I remember him, me not knowing. And he's with you doing what? You're putting him through. I'm giving him, uh, he wants an overview of what would you do with these football players? How how does that look? What does it look like? How are you, put me through one of these classes. Pretend you got a a room full of football players. So uh, I just had him. And And you've got stubborn football players who aren't really thinking that flexibility and mobility are going to help extend their, their career and their injury. Because that's essentially what this is. This is protecting their bodies uh, and and teaching them also um how to move when they're in those crucial movements on the field like if your knee's going in you gotta there's so many variables and things that i'm getting them to go to mind muscle connect here's what can happen in a split second here's how to get ready for these situations here's how you should be thinking right um, so it's so much more than uh, take this ball and uh, roll your glutes with it, right? Um, and so I wanted him to see how I was. I wanted him to see how I taught, how I am. Um, and we went for about an hour and a half. And by the end of it, I was exhausted because I was on, I was so um, going on adrenaline. 
And I remember I looked down at him and we laughed um, about three years into me working with Red Blacks. And I remember asking him, I said, Kyle, do you remember when I looked at you and I went, because he was not talking. Like he never talked. A whole hour and a half. It, well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was giving me no, because usually I can read somebody, right? I'd look at their face, their eyes, their body, anything. Give me something. I was getting nothing. And I was standing over him and I was doing a leg stretch. And I looked down and I said, you haven't said a word. It's like, is like, you're really quiet. He goes, I'm analyzing. I said, okay, fair enough. So we laughed about that. And then as he's leaving, he's putting on his boots and he looks at me, he goes, so uh, JL, he goes, um, you got a football player that comes up, say, hey, how about you and I? You know, I don't remember how he said it, but in other words, how do you handle that? And I, the first thing that came to my mind was, dude, I'm like, old enough to be your mother that's so gross like are you kidding me you know like I was and he just looked at me and goes okay thank you it was kind of like like just turn it around gross I'm like 30 years older than you right and that seemed to work two weeks later I got a call and I said they said that I had uh, accomplished you start working with them. I mean, I know because that's that's then when we that I'm working with you and that you're starting to come on the show. Uh, and I know Henry, you know, Henry yeah. Burris had had mentioned and he was like, no, no, my flexibility now or the core. Can you do this? And I'm pretty competitive, too. Right. And I think I've got, you know, I'm strong and everything. But definitely when I started to do some of your exercises, it really it triggers sure. yeah. a very different um mind body connection yeah. and I think that's what's been so interesting while I'm looking at the time and kind of going okay we could get into the football I want to be able to do it so how people can incorporate what you've learned into their own lives and especially for people who have can enjoy this road to 50 that you were on how did you start to take what you knew and implement it with your clients and then with yourself to be able to be in the best shape and feeling the best you ever had at the age of 50. This podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They're a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally as I've been using the Extension Marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. You know, the road to 50 came because I, the 5-0 was scaring the crap out of me, and I, I thought the only way that I'm going to be able to ha- handle the 5-0 was coming at it full force. Um, and not, and, and that, that, that's my way of handling it. So I started training. I started, um, really, uh, understanding a 50 year old body and the limitations that it has. And also, uh, the things that I could change, you know, the skin tonicity. And so the women that come to me, um, they're coming, you know, to lose weight and put on muscle. And so the first thing I say to them is we need to be realistic with your, with your lifestyle, your kids, you know, you're coming from, from let's, some of them are coming from zero, uh, working out and they just see me, they see that I'm 50, they see that I'm fit and want just a little piece of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I try to make it realistic for them and say, let's, let's start it with this. What do you start them with? Oh, two days a week. The person coming with the zero. Uh, Two days a week. 
two days a week, come see me and let's talk about your nutrition. Nutrition in my links of life, in my logo, the first thing, you know, as you know, 80-20 is the nutrition. And, and 80-20 meaning 80, 20, 80% nutrition, 20% working out. Correct. People need to And if they that. can figure out the nutrition side of it, they are so ahead of the game, then it's, then it's about just toning. And it's about putting on a little bit of muscle because as you know, in our 40s, we lose so much muscle, bone density. Um, everything goes to hell in a handbag, I tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to stay upbeat here, JL. Help me out. I am trying <laughs> to stay upbeat. Okay, so when you say they're coming in twice a week, what workouts are you putting them through? Uh, strength. Um, okay. So that is the most... I, th- I just, I think it's so amazing that I've been able... My strength classes are so much more popular than my than my cardio... Um, I only have two cardio classes a week because... Everybody wants to put on muscle mm-hmm. and they are realizing that the more muscle you have, the less fat you have. Um, and, uh, and, and I'll tell you, I've managed to change the, um, you know, the mindset, the mindset. I Thank don't want to lift the heavy weights cause that's just going to make me bulky. And I and laugh big. at them and I go, Dude. that's why I'm going to go run for an hour. Right. And, and look like a bag of bones. I, I, it, it's, I finally, I do feel people finally realize that the weightlifting is, is a lot more beneficial than, than and the I cardio, get them actually stairmaster, or right? the elliptical. The I see people on that elliptical, and I, I, I just want to shake. Yeah. Get off. Go lift. But I get them before they even say that. Say, listen, okay. do I look like, do I, do I look like somebody that's bulky, and I work out five days a week, and I work out, or six days a week, there's some days some weeks that I go six but do I look bulky that's a lot of hard work to you know you are not going to wake up looking bulky that's seven days a week of super clean eating and lifting hard and heavy it's not going to happen overnight no no you're going to tone and the more muscle you have the less fat you have and and it's really starting to change and a lot of women and the big joke in the gym, and Leanne, is I go by and going, that's not heavy enough. That's not heavy enough. <laughs> and so they laugh. Yes, JL, it's not heavy enough. <laughs> so the strength classes, and that is school. We do, uh, we'll do one leg, one day's legs. We do legs twice a week uh, in, in my studio. I think it's super important to Why get legs Why do you think in. the legs are so much better? Well, more. it's just the biggest the biggest muscle in your body, everybody. I always say, Leanne, as a kid, people would say, how come you're only tanning the front of you? And I say, well, it's what you look like walking into a room. Fast forward 40 years, Leanne, I've now turned that around. I don't tan anymore because it's no longer good for you. Now it's what you look like walking out of a room. So it's all about butt and legs. <laughs> and uh, for, for me, it's always the, the bigger muscle groups, right? Yes. So if you, oh, why yeah. is that so important? Well, I mean, you're, 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 uh, you're working out a muscle that, I mean, I get anxiety before I do legs cause it's so hard. It's so big. So you're shredding and you're, you're, um, you're building muscle. So there's more calories being expended because you're working out your glutes and your quads and, uh, that, that produces results, right? When you lose the, the, um, uh, when you lose calories and, and shred much bigger muscles, the effects are much bigger the 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 lasting effects right mm-hmm. yeah yeah I always I always like my leg days because then I feel like five hours mm-hmm. later I'm like oh I did legs this morning I'm still burning. I'm good to go <laughs> I'm still burning yeah but I think people don't don't necessarily realize that so for you you have your strength strength classes are, are the most 
the popular. popular. Yeah. Uh, and there's a heavy component of like simply because the bigger muscle groups. Correct. Um, what What else are you doing? Um, I'm when I'm in the classes and I'm teaching them. I'm always targeting. I'm always looking around and and, and asking the girls. Okay, so what you eat this morning? before you came because what you eat the way you eat and how much you eat prior to a strength class for instance is primordial to uh fueling your muscles so if you're having you know a half a cup of protein powder or uh, uh yogurt greek zero uh, percent greek yogurt that's great but where where's your fat your your macros right your macro count which is carbs complex carbs proteins and fats and so you have to have a little bit of those pre and post workouts. So I am drilling into their heads all the time. So what do you got in your bag for? You got an hour to fuel your body after your workout for what you just did. I said, why are you asking your body to work so hard for you? And you're not rewarding it with anything that's going to help refuel the glycogen in your muscles. Like what, why, why would you do that to yourself? And so I, and that's the, the good segue to the 30 day. So I realized that there was a lack of knowledge, no fault of their own. It's just not something that they know and something that I know um, through what I, through the two competitions that I've done is how amazing your body does after you fuel it properly and how when you feed it the right foods, the right amount, you get, you get, you get results. So what was the idea behind creating the 30 to 180? And it's, what was the, what's the process? It was 30 days? So well, like the, what's the 30 to 180? Right. Follow this for 30 days. Do the workouts that I give you, which are workouts for women at home. They, all they need is a couple of dumbbells. It was kind of like, let's see. We could take, where, take you from where you were mm -hmm. and give you a little bit of knowledge and insight. I've calculated all of the macros. Um, in all of the meal planning so that all they got to do is follow it for 30 days. Just give me 30 days and let's see if we can pull a 180 on you. Let's see that, you know, it, it's not a 360, but let's see if we can. Uh, and I mean, 30 days is the beginning, right? If you stick to it long enough, if you try to give it another, then you're, then you're really, you're going to see results no so matter what. The 30 to 180 is nutrition, yeah, you figuring out the macros, what they're eating. Yep, and they and can, how they're working out. And it's a dial. It's a little dial pad. Um, it's it's an ebook, right? You download right. it onto your iPad. You you go through it, and it tells you exactly what to do. I've got mobility in there. All of my knowledge from um, mobility that would complement their pre and post workouts of the workout that goes with that day type thing. Mm -hmm. So everything's sort of meshed together. And then you have your pre and your post workout. It's pretty uh, well uh, explained of how to pilot yourself through um, the, the book. Do you realistically think that it gets harder to do that as you're aging? Okay. So you created this and then you can look and feel a certain way because you've done two fitness competitions. Yeah. And then... You're still doing similar things and yet not seeing similar results because it's getting harder. As I Am I age, fair to say that? 100%. Okay. I was telling – that's so interesting that you would bring that up because I was telling some of my clients this week. I'll tell you my road to 50 – I was 49 – was entirely different than my road to 51 because I've turned 50 in my 50th year – I don't know. I, I'm dealing with so many other issues with um, uh, PM, uh, uh, perimenopausal. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my periods. I am not losing weight 
like I used to. I am not retaining the muscle that I used to. Uh, things have changed for me. And so it's really interesting for me now to kind of look at it and go, okay, you, you need to not be so hard on yourself. You are not what you were and it's okay. You just got to figure out what this next phase is and be, I, I'm so hard on myself. And we're all harder on ourselves. Yes. I, I think. And I need to realize that I am where I am. I'm experiencing what I am. I'm going to figure it out. I'll figure out. Like after this, I've got an appointment at the Ottawa General. I'm going to go figure things out. I got an appointment with the gynecologist. You know, I'm going to figure it out. What's going on with me? You know, and then I was experiencing hair loss. <laughs> but the, I, I mean, you're saying that. <laughs> Veronica's on the other end of the glass and she's starting to laugh. But these are, this is realistic. Totally. What's happening with everyone. You know, like I'm... I'm working out similar and stuff and don't see the same results yeah. or I see my skin. Oh. oh my God. Can we talk? Can we talk about this? Like, how can you help women? Okay. Like, yeah. So uh, like, I mean, and people have seen like my abs, I like, especially as a gymnast, like I had abs of steel forever yeah. and now I just, and then I had, you know, two pregnancies where I gained yeah. 50 some pounds and two C-sections. So I get it. I have to give myself yeah. a little bit of leeway 100%. here, but I have found in the last like maybe year or two, like the skin is changed mm -hmm. drastically. What Good. is that? And what, how can we help it? Cause I am not the only one dealing with this. So, um, prior to me starting that competition, I I was working out every day, but my food was not as uh, well thought out as it is today. I thought I was doing good. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. just going to have a salad and a little bit of protein. And then, oh, you know, I'm just going to have this. And um, I wasn't doing the right exercises. I was trying to go, I was doing more compound exercises, meaning two legs, meaning um, uh, like squats. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I was tr going heavy. Um, and then I realized I needed to do unilateral work, one leg at a time. I needed to do maybe, uh, not maybe, higher reps for a little while. And I started switching things around. And I'm telling you, I started taking supplements. I started taking omega-3s. I started taking... Um, SSN, I'm not even going to get into like They're, hyaluronic acid, um, collagen peptides. Um, this is all uh, supplements in my 30 day that I, I write mm -hmm. out. Um, um, I started not drinking uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would only have a couple of glasses of wine. I'm three three nice glasses of wine on a Saturday night or a Friday night. I'd pick and choose. So that, uh, I'm telling you, has a huge impact on, you know, you know, the dimples that sometimes we get at our age. I call it cottage our... cheese. Okay, cottage cheese. Is that cheese. fair to say? I call let's, it cottage let's cheese. Let's call it cottage cheese. <laughs> yes. And I remember I looked in the mirror and I'm going, how am I going to wear this bikini that shows half my glutes right up the crack of my butt without these cottage cheese? People are going to go, wow, she really thinks she she can pull this off and she can. And I remember looking in the mirror and having like heart failure, going, how am I going to get rid of this? I got rid of it. By lifting, I was doing um, legs though three times a week, right? But you were doing it, you know, working yeah, legs separately? It, yeah, so I was, let's say I would do quads and glutes okay, one day. There's March break happening. We've got like, you've got people listening to this that are going, okay, I got five, six weeks to get ready to go uh, on March break. I did it in I, I say weeks. this because I have discussions with my girlfriends and we're all, and, they're all, and this is what people are talking about. Supplements, you and I have spoken about this in the gym before. I remember telling you that I'm, well, I don't, I, you I don't, don't do any anything. of that. I haven't taken anything. And I no. didn't either. And I'm telling you is make a huge difference in my skin. 
uh, the tonicity, the uh, and the weightlifting, it was mm-hmm. everything for the cheese, cottage cheese. Um, even in my stomach after having kids, it everything toned, everything changed because I was kinder to myself nutrition wise as well. I was I was eating all the time the right foods. Okay, so what are the right foods then? So this morning I had, so this is, today would be an off day. I don't have time to go to the gym. It's crazy busy. So I would have, I had uh, one egg and a half a cup of egg whites with berries on it. Then I came upstairs. I had about two hours later, I had oatmeal um, with almond butter in it. So I'm eating, you know, a little bit in I in my, in the car I have three meals waiting for me in the car because once I'm done with you I'm I'm gone so I have chicken I have asparagus I have a shake with protein powder in it so I'm getting a protein I'm getting my my green vegetables this for some people would seem a lot like a lot and then a right now they've just checked out because they're like I I, I was good with your uh, egg and the oatmeal. And then as soon as you started listing the other stuff, they've checked out because it just seems too daunting. The thing that I say that if you if you on Sunday can can make your meals for Monday morning, everything's done for you. Like you don't have to if, if but you have to take the time. You have to take the time to prep if it's something that you want to do. If you want to make a change, there's a little bit of work with it, right? You can't have it oh, all. Oh, come on. People want the fast, easy answer. They yeah. Want. So for you, I want to ask you this because I, you're magazine bound at your road to 50. I mean, you looked phenomenal and you, and the big thing for you was to set up a, a shoot with it. it was a public chatter, right? Yeah. Um, and for anyone who's ever looked in a fitness magazine or on Instagram, he's one of the best photographers for fitness. What was that like to look that way and to have realized that was another what goal you were that, able to yeah. accomplish. Um, I, you know, it, it's because it happens so gradually and, and, and naturally, not naturally, but I mean, I worked friggin' hard at it. I remember it was in January when I decided that I needed, you know what, Leanne, when ego isn't um, talking in my ear, um, meaning if there's no fear, if nothing is making my juices flow and there's nothing keeping me, I always have to have a goal. Mm-hmm. And I knew Gosh, we are so ego wasn't yapping in my ear. And I went, I got to shake it up. I got to do something. And I, uh, no word of a lie. Uh, it wasn't something that I was thinking of. I thought, okay, 50. Oh my God, that is so intimidating. Okay. I'm going to do a competition. Found the coach, booked it a week later and went, huh? Eight years I've been wanting to work with Paul Bocchetti. I'm going to be in good shape. I'm going to book him. I, I sent him $1,500 right away, booked it. And uh, that was that was really a huge So you milestone. booked the photographer and then worked backwards. Yes. Okay. Because I knew... I can't, there's like, now, now I'm going to be on stage half naked. Now I got to work. Now I've, now I got to, I got to work even harder at it because I'm going to be, I'll have put on a little bit more weight because there was two weeks between the fitness competition and the photo shoot. Um, but that was, that was just goals. That's what keeps me tuned in, switched on. And that's what I would tell women is find a goal and find a place where you can go and be accountable with other people. And that's the JL core tribe is when you don't show up, I am, I am calling you. I am texting you. And the girls know that the wrath of JL is coming after them. You pay good money to come work out. You, you, you better show. And if you don't show, I'm going to ask you why. Is accountability? Huge. Huge. The main, I think one of the main factors. Who's waiting for you at the gym if you don't go? Is anybody going to text you? We have it in us. We, right. right? There's some people, but 
there we are some people to. innately uh, working out is my favorite part of the day yeah, and like too. you were saying when those 17 years of working yeah. the only time that you felt really good was at the gym yeah for me I my adrenaline starts to start pumping as I'm driving to the gym knowing that I'm about to get yeah. a workout it's my favorite time at the gym and so I realized for me that's my personality but I realized for the person next to me it has taken every ounce of being pushed okay. out the door to get there you know so you have you have people side by side in these places that are experiencing very different exactly and emotions I, or how they feel while doing the same exact thing and I would I would even venture to say to put it this way as much as you and I love to work out and how somebody could tell if somebody told us no you won't be able to work out anymore we would it, we would find it really hard not to do it it would be like the people who don't do, who don't work out and don't like it like we do, it'd be like them having to come in. It would be, it's hard for them to come in. It's hard for them to work out. Same thing for us being told, no, you can't. There's no way I, I, I could not not work out. Same, same scenario, uh, Leanne. They suffer just as much as we would not going. Okay, so there, there are people who have the means to be able to get a trainer and to be able to have be held accountable by having someone like you. Can you give me five? Give me five of your favorite tips, if you don't mind, for someone who is going to just start by going down into their own basement and doing something or by going into their own cupboard and getting rid of a couple of things or adding a couple of things, what would you say? Start with two wins a day, you know, and if one win is to take your, start maybe taking supplements. If it's just as simple as taking vitamin C and an omega-3, that's a win. You've, you started a new little pattern. And if it's getting up and going around the block two times, that's another win. Um, making a change in the right, a step in any direction is, is a win. Do something different the next day. Find a place that you've been hearing about. There's a reason why you hear about things all the time. They keep coming. Geez, it's not the first time somebody's told me about X, X or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe that's a sign that I need to go there. Look into that, to that place that you've been hearing about. Start with your nutrition. Um, start Start with getting that under wraps. Find find a nutritionist. Find a friend who seems to have it going on and follow that person. That's what I did. I I every time I I'm curious by nature. So I would look at the people that were already doing it and go, okay, what has she got going on? What's what's going on? You know, because when you um when you look good, you mm -hmm. feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. It's a it's a it's a domino effect. It is. You could you could do those tips for anyone of of any age. What would you say to people like the fifties right now yeah. who haven't done haven't done this and yet I think are realizing with science and education that they can still make a change. Like they can they Absolutely. can still oh my God, yeah. I, I feel sometimes people are like, oh, it's too late. Yeah, she's been doing it all her life. No yeah. wonder. It's so yeah, easy for it's her. Easier, no wonder. But it I have come this far. I'm 50, you know, okay, why so bother changing 50 now? is the new 40. Uh, you've got 30, 40 years ahead of you. So what are you just going to pack it up and at 15 say, well, you know what? I am what I am. I feel like that's a cop-out. I feel like that's an excuse. I started hashtagging. I'm going to be, st it's just not a priority. And if I, I want to do a video and it's going to be, it's going to be called, it's just not a priority. If you are always finding excuses, then it's just not a priority for you to put your fitness first or to put your nutrition first or to, you know, we, we as women, we multitask. 
We can multitask the laundry machine, um, the dusting, the feeding the dog, the walking the dog, talking on the phone, breastfeeding. We could do it all. Why not multitask our fitness and health? Why not uh, multitask um, figuring out how to get a half an hour in here while you're taking your supplements? Multitask your fitness and health. Because I tell you, Leanne, um, most reasons why people end up in the home in their 50s, 60s, 70s is because they can't get up and get, can't get down on their own. And so they need help to go to the bathroom. They need help to get in and out of their bed. But if you're physically active and you're keeping things moving, you, you become more um, autonomous and more solo. You're able to take care of yourself. You're going to give up at 50 and you can't, you got to figure it out. And you got to do it for your kids, your kids' kids, because you're going to start having grandchildren. Do you want to get up and down off the floor to play with them? Does that answer your question? Well, it does for me. You know? You know, but... I'm just, like, so passionate as to why start with something. Like, I have a 65-year-old lady with two, two knee replacements who drives a bus. And she comes to see me every day. She does what she can. We, we change all the exercises. She doesn't care. She's showing up and she's with a bunch of girls and we laugh and we tell stories. And you know what? We are more alike than we are different. Us women, us human beings, we are more alike than we are different. And so my problems, although they're different from yours, c'est la même chose. We just, we just have to figure it out. I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with right now. Next month's going to be different. <laughs> the things that you're able to share, people can find more information because I think that 30 to 180 is for a lot of people the the 30 day sorry 30 day 180 I think would trigger a lot of people it would get them going 30 days right so and that's an ebook and it's available on your website is that right it's the uh www.30day180.com they can go there they purchase the ebook and then they have my contact information I can help them figure it out and if from that 30 days they go okay wow, I just did this alone in my basement, maybe because I do online coaching. So I can train them from their home. I have about 15 people I train in, in their basement from a program called FitLog. And so they don't even need to the see programs me. programs for you. It's the accountability that I'm assuming right. is, is pretty yeah. big on that one. Yep. And yeah. you can have those results and have the results with limited equipment. Limited I, equipment. I'm, I'm a big, big believer. No gym is really required. No, if you have a couple of uh, dumbbells, Mm -hmm. a bench, you're good to go. Med ball, you know, and I give all the list of equipment in the 30 day. And it's just really getting you going, getting you feeling good. When you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you do good. When you look back on that person driving into work. Yeah, I am right where I'm supposed to be. It brings, like I remember talking to somebody about it today and it brought tears to my eyes because I've just... It took the time that it took me to get to where I am. I wouldn't do anything different. I really wouldn't. It took the time that it took me to be able to tell a story. And I always tell my boys, find what you love to do. Find what you love to do and figure out how to make money at it. And if it's flipping pancakes on Bank Street at First Avenue and you're the best goddamn pancake flipper that side of Bank Street, it doesn't matter. The money won't matter because people will just come to you. They'll just come, my God, have you heard of this guy? He's the best pancake flipper. But you love what you do. Find what you love to do and figure out how to make money at it is what I always say. And I mean, I when I started the business in the basement, I got who the hell is going to come to me? Leanne, fitness is the most um, competitive 
uh, business there is, you know, like I, it, it, it's, there's, it's there's gyms everywhere, but people come to me for me. They come to me for what I provide them. I mean, you can do a squat in any gym. It's the, it's the package that comes with it. It's the, uh, the motivation. It's the, just, if you can't show up today to the gym, then give me at least your supplements today and a half an hour walk. Give me two wins, but don't give up. But don't give up. Just don't give up. I think it's important for people because once they fall off the wagon, sometimes it'll take them two months to turn it around. Well, at least they've turned it around in two months, right? It's, uh, I like the wins. Yeah, the win wins are good. Like, Just a yeah. little win, a little win. The website, www.com jlcore.ca that's how you can find me and uh yeah i love what i do find what you love to do i know well I, i've been like that because i see you at the gym and i'm like so jail like what are you doing <laughs> what's on that plan of when yours? we have time yeah right? yeah when we, yeah when we're both in, and you and i our schedules right yeah. it's like but we get in yeah we get in we do what we need to do and we get out and then yeah. we help each other take pictures for social media. It has helped because I do a lot. It does though, right? Everyone's yeah. like, I have trained so many people. Hey, can you just like hold the camera like this? And, yeah, yeah. And just, ju- just, just don't press move. record. Just don't move. <laughs> just press record. Uh, but people like, people just want to know what we're doing. And yeah. I didn't really think, but a lot of people are like, well, what did you do? And so it's, you know, I'm not a trainer or a nutritionist, but do I don't, but do. I just do what I do. And if you want to see it, great. If you want to ask me the technical aspects, probably not that Never good. Mind. And if you yeah. want to ask me the macros, micros, probably not going to be able to offer that to you either. This is just what I do. But it, those are my wins for the day. And sometimes you just, you, you share them. I really appreciate, appreciate you being here. Thanks for having um, me. I have learned a ton from you. I remember doing the show and thinking, oh, I'm like, oh, I could totally do this stretch. And then I was like, Pfft. Not a chance. Yeah, yeah you, you have us thinking about different things in our body, and I think that's what makes what you're doing really unique is that, is, is that background as well. Uh, jlcore.ca if you're looking for more information. All right, well, that's a wrap for Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. As I mentioned earlier, please like, subscribe, share, let people know about the podcast and all the different information. We have a mixture of everything, and it's been great to see the podcast grow. And uh, hopefully today you've got your two wins that you can jot down and make it a fantastic day, JL. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.